Got some blowback on that one. Good morning. It is Tuesday, May 31st, 6.30 a.m. My friends, what a special day we have today. Well, let's bring Good morning. Down. Good morning. How exciting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's 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 all going crazy. What the hell was already. that? I don't know. I'm very excited about it, though. Uh, not only do we have the fantastic genius, we have... I can't even believe I'm saying this. Mr. Steve Ashton, thank you for joining us. <laughs> ah, ah, where's my cheering? Ah. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Steve Ashton. Uh, you know, I just, I just yes. had to, I had the music playing, and I couldn't work out where it was coming from. And it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't you. It was, uh, I, I had no idea where it was coming from. So I just been spending the last like a minute and a half frantically trying to turn this music off anyway oh thank oh, god he fucks shit up too it's okay you know what that's part of live we're just doing it live and that's part of the way that it works around here so that's okay. do it live doing it live everybody fuck it we'll do it live oh my goodness hey well, let me just take a second to wish a happy birthday to a quarter of cast mike serber oh my goodness today is mike serber's birthday happy birthday mike serber um so or as steve says server server <laughs> <laughs> it was as so good to meet him in person go ahead as, as john coupon would say server <laughs> one word oh, impressions i love them it's good it works i mean everybody it's our shorthand with scarmy shorthand we all know what we're talking about here um so uh what an exciting day to have you here uh oh and i have to send off this cold read stuff that we can do in the process if there is time we have a lot planned for today mm. um i want to send that off though I think that was enough so, for today let's, let's no you just today. that was it that was all <laughs> we should just hang it up after this i think it's that fine. you know yeah yeah, Steve we did, still likes us. Let's quit. We did, yeah, let's let's pull the report. <laughs> Two minutes in, we haven't fucked up yet. You know, how's uh, your day going, Steve? How's my day going? Yes, it's going okay. I'm looking after uh, my daughter Daisy. She's, so they're on. Um, I don't know if you call it spring break. I don't, I don't know. Sure. Spring, but yeah, yeah. We call it half term. So she's okay. uh, she's here. We just built a fort in her bedroom. Oh. So she's watching uh, utter nonsense on um, YouTube and and playing uh, Toka Blocker and Roblox. Stuff and, for uh, children. Yeah. Sure. So um, and uh, we watched all of the Harry Potter films last week. And now I bet that killed you. I uh, do you know what? I, I they're great movies. I just can't bear Daniel Radcliffe's shitty acting. But um, <laughs> apart from that, I know he's, he's he's okay in those movies, right? Full disclosure, right. he's okay. He's perfectly serviceable in those movies anything else he's done after that is utter fucking tripe it's complete dreck <laughs> but but now uh, we, we're just flicking through and we said come on let's watch a movie i was trying to persuade us come and sit and uh, let's just watch a movie so i got her into watching high school musicals we watched the first one last night and tonight oh. is high school musical two. Oh, there I've we go i've never seen those have I to sit either. i have to sit and suffer through fucking high school musical two tonight Yeesh. now have well, you gotten daisy into doctor who at all there you go no she's not she's not a nerd she's not into science fiction or, or well, marvel or doctor who or i mean doctor like who and harry potter are so close i, uh, I don't know I, I, my, no. I, she's no. how old she's 11. She's ready for Terminator. Give her something. Yeah, good. exactly. Well, I, do you know what? It's funny. I put on, I started to, uh, doing a, nearly doing an Eddie Pence, but I put on um, Step Brothers the other day, thinking <laughs> thinking that was like something that she would find amusing because she's got sure. quite, a, quite a grown up sense of humor. And then literally within like 30 seconds, oh, no, let's take this off. Yep. <laughs> Bit too grown up. Now, uh, I heard Roblox is one of those big games for, uh, I hate to say it, but the kids these days. Yeah. Um, I seem to be pretty dialed in with video games myself, but that is one that has escaped me. Is it just like a VR thing? Is it like completely open world? How does that work? What is that game? Yeah, it is It is open world. So that you kind of build stuff and, and make, make like houses and stuff and then just basically run around, mooch around and uh, kind of like chat to people. It's... It's, I don't know if it's what was that? What was that uh, weird? Oh, the Minecraft. Uh, second life. Se uh, yes, oh, second Minecraft. Yes, yeah, second life. 
Is that oh. still going? Do people still into that? Oh, I don't I know. I think Second Life is still going. It's uh, it's pretty niche nowadays, from what I understand. Because it was huge, wasn't it, for a little while? Oh, I, had yeah. a I had a friend who was massively into that, and she would tell me about, oh, I met this guy the other night, and we, we went to this club, and we hit stuff. I'm going, what, where, where, which fucking club? Oh, no, Second Life. Yeah, it was like, I think one that replaced really? that, actually, now that I'm seeing on like Reddit and things, is a thing called VR Chat. Right. Um, because it allows you to interact with people, not only in VR, but um, there's sort of a, a cross-platform thing where you can talk with people on a flat screen versus VR. And so there's a lot oh. of good interactivity with that. So you can right. touch yourself right in your living room. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I've been afraid to watch that one Black Mirror episode where the two guys uh, like have a little romantic moment over VR. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, I yeah. A spoiler Mirror. alert. Spoiler alert. There's a Black Mirror episode where these two video game buddies... Um, the VR gets a little too realistic and it turns into a romance scene. And you're scared why, John, in case you were be It's a little too close motivated. to the mark. Yeah, All exactly. Right, okay. It's exactly. Okay. It is, it's giving me ideas already. So okay. I have to make sure I'm, you know, I have to stay on the straight and narrow here. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we've had a lot of, a lot of uh, activity and a lot of excitement about having you on the show today, uh, Steve. One of the things that uh, was sort of the overwhelming request is to have you tell us about your days in radio. Uh, we've okay. heard a lot about your times, uh, yeah. you know, with the Verve and doing a lot of other like amazing corporate stuff. And Holistic Buffet was such an amazing thing to work with, but we really haven't heard a lot about that. Mm. Um, tell us you, a story, Uncle tell Steve. Us, tell us a story, Uncle Steve. So I was working in, um, yes. uh, in for a consultancy, uh, and then we did a, a, an MEBO, which is a management employee buyout. And basically, the owner of the company sold the company, but we were able to buy shares in the company before it was sold and therefore then have a stake in the company, but then sell them if you wanted to. So I did that, and I made a ton of money. Um, and like any regular grown-up would do, you know, obviously, um, is I... Uh, drank and sniffed a lot of it um, sure. uh, as you do for about a year and then I kind of what well, it did give me the opportunity to sort of not have that financial burden of kind of going I need you know to have an income so I always wanted to be uh, well I was I was destined if you like to be a performer and actor I couldn't get into drama school because my parents couldn't afford it even though I got into a couple of really good schools I got through to um, the second round of RADA. So I could have potentially gone to RADA, which is like Juilliard, the equivalent. Okay. Um, I got into a couple of other schools um, and I was destined to do that. But then my parents couldn't afford the tuition um, and I didn't want to be another waiter um, in central London. So um, I went to work, um, but then I always kind of want, had that yeah, um, that uh, desire and, and sort of call, I guess, to work in some form of uh, performing so I thought radio was kind of an easy thing to do so I uh, essentially wrote to uh, uh, my lo all my local radio stations and said look this is what I've done um, uh, in the past um, and, I, and I'd really like to get into radio I can work for free and, and my local radio station in uh, a place called Milton Keynes mm -hmm. um, said yeah great come by so I did and I and I basically started working on the breakfast show I, I was the uh, I started off as the um I, we've got some idiot out in the street interviewing people right. or doing stunts and stuff like that so i started out doing that and then eventually made it into the studio then i got my own breakfast show on another um uh, station oh, wow. and then basically kind of evolved from there so i was in radio for about five years and it was it was a british commercial radio so it's very different in britain so if you're if you're in say an area like you know, say Gloucestershire or whatever, there's only mm -hmm. one commercial radio station. It's not like there's like 10. It's not like K-Rock and a bunch of other radio stations competing in the same market. There's literally one. And then there's the state-funded BBC channel. Um, so I started, as so I worked, sort of moved my way around a little bit. And then um, I was working with a couple of people. We were there, I think I was there two years, the last station I worked at. And... Um, and I just kind of got a little bit fed up with it of um, the the main the, the main guy I was working with. So I was like, I guess the kind of the equivalent of sort of Ralph's role. So I was the one who had to come and punch everything up, do the right. funny bits, do the songs, do the sketches, all of that type of stuff. And the other two people I was working with weren't very funny or talented. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> no, they're perfectly nice people, but they just sure. weren't very funny. It would be one of those right. things where 
you know, they'd say something and then look at me as if to go, you know, uh, uh, please do something dance or say monkey. something. Yeah, exactly. So Oof. it was a bit like that. And I guess a little bit, you know, and a, a little bit kind of like Ralph is. Ralph was on K-Rock, I guess. You know, and I think you know, that the thing you're experiencing too is that probably what I'm picking up on is that there was a lot more pressure on you because of the lack of competition in the stations and the amount of people able to shoulder that weight, I would assume, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. And um, so, I, yeah, so I did um, I did that for a couple of days and then we got to a point where, and the guy who was the main guy was like best friends with the station controller, with the, with the you know, the, the station manager. So he right. got like a five-year contract and a ton of money. <laughs> and my contract was up for renegotiation. And, uh, well, not even, re it was just like a rolling thing. And I went, you know, I don't really want to be doing this anymore. And then, so I left stupidly. Well, not stupidly, but I left. Mm -hmm. um, and then I basically kind of did the same thing as I wrote to a ton of TV channels and said, I'd really like to work on your TV channel and in, in shopping TV, because at that time in the UK in particular, there were, there, it was like an explosion of um, uh, home shopping channels. So I know you have HSN and QVC, uh, QVC and right. But there were literally like a, about a dozen in the UK. So I thought that Good would God. be an easy transition to make. I mean, in a very small sort of country, that would be an easy thing to make from radio into TV. And then basically I started working uh, in shopping TV. So I used to sell jewelry on television. Then I made it to be sales and marketing director. It seems like that would be a fun little like corner to carve out. Like it would give you at least a little bit of structure, but some creativity to kind of work back and forth with those two things. You'd think so, um, <laughs> but it, <laughs> not so much. You're basically working in a fucking shop. It just happens to be yeah. on TV, right? So you're. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm selling uh, Drek jewelry. It wasn't Drek. It was all right, but it was. I'm selling Drek jewelry. But what it did afford me is the opportunity to go and travel. So we went to. We made little sort of documentaries about. Um, the, the the different gemstones and jewelry that we were uh, selling. So I went to Tanzania and South Africa and um, Nigeria and That's filmed awesome. little. Yeah, it was really good. We got um, when we were in Tanzania, we we drove from a place called uh, Arusha, which is the capital, down to a place called Songia, and it was like a, about a twenty hour drive. So we split it into two, into two days. Yeah. We split into two days, and uh, we got held up at gunpoint. What? I think three times, or three or four what? times. Three times, yeah, yeah. Road, basically roadblocks. And I don't know if the driver of our uh, Jeep was in on it, but essentially, uh, go, okay, you need to, these guys that were going to stop, you, you will need to pay them off, because we were white. Um, oh. And clearly, you know, security theater, basically. Yeah, exactly. So it would, you know, they pointed mm -hmm. out they'd have, you know, AK forty sevens pointing at us and said, you know, what do you have? Are you smuggling? Are you smuggling gemstones? Are you smuggling diamonds? Blah blah blah. And then basically, you'd go right. Okay, here you go. Is is twenty dollars US? And then um, they let us through. So, so that, when that, you got to the destination, you actually were able to see how the gemstones were extracted and mined and stuff. Yeah, yeah, alluvial wow. mining. So yeah, and uh, it was it was um, it was really cool. Like, you know, meeting all of the different people uh, along the way and, and stuff like that was really good. That's excellent. We have some stuff out here in San Diego where you can go out in the desert and do amethyst mining. Oh yeah. And it, yeah. Just go into the caves and start digging around and they're, they're relatively safe and you just pay like a, an entrance fee. And yeah. I've seen people bring out these massive, you know, softball sized, gorgeous, you know, very valuable gemstones sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty amazing. Yeah, variety Steve, of ports, is, of course. is there anywhere we can hear your radio or yeah are there like clips or some yeah is there like a is there like a steve ashton archive that we can kind of go delve into yeah i, I very much doubt it no no i don't think so mm. i don't no mm. i mean i to... used to have i used to have um uh little a little dat recorder um was it a dat, <laughs> it a dat recorder yeah no mini disc i used to have a little mini disc oh. and a dat recorder as well um and I've got no idea where they are. They might have a couple of terrible interviews. There was one time we had this um, boy band uh, <laughs> called Westlife here in the UK, <laughs> uh -huh. and they're from, actually from Ireland. And but they but their management team, who consisted of I think Simon Cowell was involved at some point, but oh. they, they had a uh, under their sort of umbrella, they had a female sort of version they were trying to launch, and they came on our radio station, and we and I interviewed them. 
And um, one of the one of the guys from Westlife was clearly gay, and uh, they were putting this story out that one of the members of the quote unquote sort of sister band was going out with this guy. And I questioned <laughs> and I questioned her about it, and I can't remember what the guy's name was, but let's say it was Sean. I went so. Um, so, uh, you know, reports are coming out that you're, you're going out with Sean. And she went, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm going out with Sean. You know, he's a lovely fella. And, you know, I went, yeah, but well, come on. Really? Seriously? <laughs> are you really going out with him? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, you know, basically, obviously, in, inferring that clearly he's sure. gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, no, I, I got um, I got very much um, lambasted for that and said the, the band would never come on to our radio <gasps> station again. And Oh, <laughs> well. I did once. I did once shout, scream, actually, at the top of my voice. Oh, for fuck's sake! Live on air. I was. I was. Wow. I was going into the news at the top of the hour, and um, and I and I messed something up, and I thought my mic was off, and it wasn't, Ooh. and I was frustrated with myself, myself, and I shouted just be over the top of an ad going into the going into the news. Oh, for fuck's sake! And like. <laughs> Literally a dozen people rushed in the studio and went, "Oh my god, your mic's live! Your mic's live!" <laughs> I uh, I remember something like that when I was doing my college radio station because we shared the hallway with the jazz station over here, and they uh, sometimes when the students weren't working in our station, they'd come and cut a quick commercial in our booth and they didn't know how to use our board. And so uh, definitely the student station would go and they you'd hear people accidentally like open the mic and start cutting a commercial, and Definitely like, oh, this motherfucker. I'd be yeah. like, dude, <laughs> yeah. that's your license you're losing with that. I remember one time when I was doing when I was doing the um, on TV, there was um we I was selling something, I can't remember what it was, but it was from uh oh shit, what was it now? Um I was, it was, it was, there was a gemstone that was uh, native to Carolina, to the Carolinas. I can't remember what it might have been now. Mm. Um, but I was talking about it and I went, no, I know I'd been doing like six hours straight because I always, as a sales and marketing director, I used to have to fill in for people who weren't there. And sometimes with the weather or whatever it is, like people wouldn't turn up and I'd do, I literally did 12 hours straight once. And one time I was, Ooh selling some stuff on it. It was from Carolina. And I went, uh, oh, this gemstone's from Carolina. Do you remember that song by Shaggy? It was Shaggy, wasn't it? Oh, Carolina. Yeah. And I went, oh, Carolina, rasclat, bumbaclat, which is, which is, which are two very rude uh, expressions in Jamaican yeah. patois. And I knew this because I've got a lot of Jamaican friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and a lady phoned up and complained Oh. And said so she's going to report us to the Ofcom, which is like the the FCC. For yeah, that, the FCC. Yeah. So, um, uh, and I had to apologise. I went. I was very <laughs> contrite on air and said, "I'm so sorry. I said something earlier on, and I didn't really know it. It's just something I've heard from my Jamaican <laughs> friends." I knew, of course, completely what I'd said. Bad boy. Yeah. Well, you know, things things come out. It's live. What are you going to do? These things yeah. happen. Exactly. Well, uh, I think it's, I, th- I think, were you able to receive that email I sent you? Uh, I did. Copy there. Uh, now, I had some, uh, some AI fun here uh, because people were also asking about um, your most recent uh, soccer match that you uh, were sort of Football, lamenting. John. Foot- I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Football. <laughs> yeah. um, and so as us Americans are not as well versed in the rules of football, I uh, put it into the AI computer and see uh, just to see if it could help us with some of the rules of soccer. Okay. Football. Football. Sorry. I'm so sorry. It's going to be that way. I was, <laughs> I can't help myself. He's going to uh, hang up on us. It's okay. So uh, if you see any of those uh, that you want to help um, sort of verify slash clarify, uh, Mr. Ash, we're going to, we're going to delve into what the rules of. We're professional here. Are. We got music. We got music and whatnot. Um, and they start out pretty normal. Um, the referee can give a player a yellow or red card without explanation. Is that a, is that a real thing or no? They have to explain well, why they're the cards. They, they'd always they don't would always need to be able to explain why they've given their player a card. Okay. Or the, the rules are quite um, well laid out. So if, you know, if it was for a foul, you know, they mm-hmm. picked another player or you know uh, had a, a hand to the ball or something like that. Yeah. So that's not true. Okay. All right. Well, 
Um, how about uh, a player can be sent off for dangerous play even if they didn't touch the ball? That's correct. So if you were, so literally, as soon as a ball, you know, if the ball gets kicked off at the beginning of a match, mm -hmm. and, uh, and you could literally walk up and punch a player in the face, then yeah, definitely. That makes sense. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, a goal can be disallowed if the referee deems that the team scored in an unsportsmanlike in quotes manner. So after um, the fact, if they scored that goal in unsportsmanlike manner, can they can they rescind a goal? I mean, they can disallow a goal for things like being offside, which is a whole other ridiculous, ridiculous difficult thing to explain. But um, yeah, I guess that would be the case. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, let's scroll down a little bit here. Um, all teams have their opponents completely hidden when a game is being played. <laughs> no. No. Sounds right. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, when players or referees pronounce the words half or mixed, it is mandatory that they also say true or untrue before or after the word half or mixed. Can you say that one again? So okay, let's, let's run through that again here. When players or referees pronounce the words half or mixed, it's like just skating on the edge of racism there. Thank you so much for that, AI. Uh, it is mandatory that they also say true or untrue before or after the word half or mixed. So true, mixed, or mixed. Untrue, true. mixed, or true half or untrue. I don't know what that means. That's completely bonkers. No, I have no idea. Okay. No. Okay. All right. Um, Gina, I sent you some of those. Uh, yes. Some of these uh, are very interesting. No deafening sound. Even loud screams, gasps, or whistles will be ignored by referees. Now that would be unsportsmanlike behavior. So if if a, if true. a play was about to uh, strike the ball um, and you screamed at them, and uh, that would be unsportsmanlike behavior. I've actually had been given a yellow card when I used to play football for for shouting at a player before they before they took a penalty uh, kick. I shouted miss, and I got a yellow card for that. So that's not true. Wow. So that's I guess that's true. Yeah. No deafening sounds. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Gina, are there any of those that catch in your eye that you want to yes. run by Steve here? What the ref sees, the referee will decide whether or not one of your teammates needs stitches. <laughs> no. Mm. No. The referee's oh, not the okay. medical officer in the same same vein here? No. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, lastly, I think we can look at uh, no children. There are no children on the stadium team. Well, no, that's not true because there are um, what we call ball boys, which sounds mm. quite suspect. But um, <laughs> if the ball goes out of play, typically, let's say, you know, for example, Liverpool, they mm. will have the, uh, the the kids from the youth team act as ball boys. So they will uh, retrieve the ball and give it to a player to take a throw in or, or whatever when the ball goes out of play. So that's not true. Okay. All right. Well, see, this is why we need you here. <laughs> can we check with him about number 15? Oh, yeah, 15. Um, yeah, this is important. And I thought this was a real thing. Your stadium is to be decorated with bright colored tarps with white letters spelling out your team number, score, date of birth, and if you were on the team, your nickname and what you stand for. That's tr actually true. That's, that is true. Um, Weirdly enough, right? Yeah, that is this a lot of decorating. This is the thing with AI. Sometimes it's frighteningly accurate, and then sometimes yeah. it just misses the mark in a hilarious way. But yeah, yeah thanks exactly. For clearing no, that up. completely one hundred percent true. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, if you saw right below that, Steve, uh, there is a list in the email there of some uh, potential AI-generated um, catchphrases or quotes. Any of those, if you feel like. Um... Yeah, I don't know if I got this. Oh, let me. I sent this to you yesterday, Gina. We were workshopping some of this stuff. Um, the beautiful thing with AI is that uh, sometimes uh, it's like, oh, yeah, I get this. And sometimes it's like, no. And you have to kind of nudge it a little. Um, this one was close sometimes. Uh, any of those jump out at you, Mr. Ashton, that you feel like you want to adopt? Well, let's go through. So number one, yes. I'm not a robot. I'm a unicorn. I quite like that one. Yes. I like to I like to 
thing, that. Um, number two, I'm the Fonzie of farts. <laughs> I don't know about that one. With that That's nice accent, farts. Yes. I'm, I'm going to put my balls in your face. That's not me. No. I'm the king no. of flatulence. Are no. you the king? I'm, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm barely a duke, honestly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> dude, you're like a walking wet fart. <laughs> I'd like to. I like to think I come up with clever, cleverer put downs than that. Yeah, um, I feel like dude kind of takes away the uh, the initial thrust of that. Yeah, <laughs> you smell oh, like Ralph. You're like a walking wet fart. <laughs> yeah, you smell like Bologna and ass. Again, Oof. you know, yeah. don't be a dick hole. I'd say be a bell end is my go to. Don't be a bell end. That's my one. Yeah, your mum. Yeah. Your mum's a whore. I'd never insult. <laughs> yeah, anyone's. that's just a little. Yeah, I'd like never insult right. anyone's mother. I'm yeah. going to kick your ass. No, absolutely no. not. Uh, it's like the show. Yeah, don't be a douche nozzle. Again, it's a bit too Americanized Maybe for me. about Ed Now, the last one's kind of the gold, though. I'm not saying I'm a hero, but it did stay at Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> I don't know what reputation Holiday Inn Express has where you are, but they're, they're fairly decent, um, uh, you know, uh, low-cost, affordable yeah. sure. space here. So, Well, I'm maybe that... That's a that's a that's a hero move right there. I think. I don't know. I'm not a snob around things like that. I'd I'd sleep anywhere. When I when I did um, so in the UK, mm -hmm. there's a there's a like a a, mu a a musical tradition, like musical theatre tradition, something called pantomime, which is different from like mime. It's okay. um it's a it's a show where it's centred around traditional kids, um, uh, uh, fairy tales like Cinderella, Snow White. Um, Mother Goose, Jack and the Beanstalk, etc. And I was doing um, pantomime, for, and I did it for a couple of years. And one year, um, we did uh, we did Cinderella, and I played played Cinderella's father, Baron Hardup. And yeah, sorry, it's all it's all very Ew. the whole thing is very camp and very. Um, okay. It's like it's got there's a lot of sort of double meaning. So. It's it's most children's first introduction to theatre, and it's so amazing. And uh, so we did Cinderella, and uh, there was an Ibis Hotel. Do you have Ibis where you are? I don't think so. Not familiar with it. No, no. I'm not familiar. Yeah, so it's very sort of it's cheap, uh, sort of not low end, but it's like very affordable sort of sure. accommodation. And one time we had eleven people. In fact, off very often we'd finish the show. And we'd go and get drunk and, and there'd be like 11 or 12 of us staying in one room on the floor, in the bath, like four people to a bed. Not anything, you know, untoward would happen. But uh, Sure, you'd be drunk and you just need a place to flop. Yeah, so that would uh, that would be our equivalent of a Holiday Inn Express. So, yeah, I'm not a snob. It's short. That's a long answer to a short uh, question. No, that's, that's but, strong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so great. Yeah, now, so uh, there is an attachment with that email. Mm -hmm. And if you're open to it, I would like to see if uh, you and Gina and I could do a little reading here of what the AI thought your radio days were. Okay. For some reason, the PDF is not opening. Okay. If it doesn't, we can revisit this. But um, it gets a little it gets a little bonkers. Is it working? That'd be nice. But it's okay. okay. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So, uh, I'm thinking, uh, Gina, I'm going to cast, because I'm playing director now, I'm going to cast you as Steve, <laughs> I'm going to be the narrator, and then, uh, Steve, you can play all the other characters. Okay. <laughs> uh, and you can see there are certain, uh, if you scroll down, uh, there are certain lists, uh, you can pick some or all of those at your discretion. Okay. As we go. All right. Yeah. Here, let's get a listen. And this is again, this is an AI generated script running, uh, basically telling the story of Steve Ashen's radio days. Okay. Are we ready, everybody? Sounds good. Yeah. Let's, so uh, good. oh, we should, um, yeah, we got to make like a little, uh, there's a little. <laughs> Steve Ashton showed up for his first day working at the radio station. He was nervous but also excited to meet some new friends. James Hargreave, the owner of the station, went around to the station asking everyone to tell him what they wanted to do the next broadcast. As he walked around, he was looking at everyone's handwork. Handwork. 
Steve finally got a chance to talk to someone and made his new friends think he was much smarter than they thought. So I'm Steve. I got a radio show that's coming up, and I was wondering if I could get some advice on the name. I'm thinking something that would really make us sound unique. I think a name would go a long way, and that's why I'm starting with Radio Ashton. Uh, Ed Sheeran, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) And if that's what you want, what will you need to say? And now we go to Ed Sheeran and Ultra. Continuing the British Musical Library theme. Steve Ashton, Birmingham, England would be great. Apron. Uh, it's really inc- it's really convenient, like in Hitch. Steve was still speaking when James Hargreave appeared. He started to feel bad for Ed Sheeran. All right, well, uh, would you like to be in charge of your show? Look, Radio Ashton's going to do okay with a traditional idea of a station named after a retired radio operator. That would be great, but I know you can do better, but you'll have to do it all by yourself. I'll see what I can do on my end. The rest will fall into place. Let me know. Steve was speechless. He was not sure what to say. He got up and left. It was a whole new world for him. He would be working on a real show from the ground up. Steve finally met with Daniel. So, you're the man I thought. Uh, I thought you had it all figured out. But you still, the radio station is going to be a tough one to tackle. Uh, you make some grandiose plans, and I'm not sure you'll all finished. Well, let's not forget about Dad. He knows more than I do about station names. You need him to be on deck, and that's where I'm at. Hmm. He always seemed like a bit of a self-centered asshole to me. How's life changing? Well, I'm starting a new job at the station as we speak and look forward to it. Steve gets up and walks away, leaving Daniel waiting at his station. Daniel turns to Steve and gets up. He walks over to Steve. He puts his hand on Steve's shoulder and gives him a thumbs up. Steve starts getting nervous and timid. He looks around the station and tries to hide his nerves. Steve slowly pulls back his hand. He heard someone in the back and starts to walk towards that back to look. Steve sees something that gave him an uneasy feeling. Suddenly, the radio station doors burst open. In walks Elton John. He's not happy about the lack of airtime for his songs. Well, Mr. Ashton, uh, you have a new take on Radio Ashton. I want to know why my songs aren't getting played. I wrote wrote them all about the Ralph Report, and you need to know about them. Number one, Rocket Man, an ode to Ralph's morning routine. Number two, Tiny Dancer, the ultimate song for Garmy members. Number three, Saturday Night's Alright for Fighting, for when you just can't get enough of Ralph. Number four, Crocodile Rock. A tribute to all Ralph's quests, past and present. Number five, Candle in the Wind. A heartfelt ballad dedicated to the late, great Eddie Pence. Number six, Benny and the Jets. This song is about farts. The nickname for Ralph's report fans. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on? (laughs) What is fucking happening? Anyway. Are you having a a stroke, Steve? I feel like I am. I feel like I'm in a fucking fever dream. Right? Yeah, exactly. Welcome to the Fink Show, everybody. (laughs) Steve the possible (laughs) impossible. That's right. Steve is shocked by this news. He was always nice to Elton John, and now all of his songs are supposed to be about him. He stands there for a moment, then turns to Elton. Mr. Elton John, sir, I see you're good at radio, and you're not looking for more. Do you have any suggestions? Because I've tried everything. I've tried... The Farting Tenors, NPR's All Things Considered, feature a segment on The Farting Tenors, a musical group that uses flatulence as part of their performances. The Bug Bob Show, a local radio station in Texas, held a contest where the winner would have the opportunity to be bitten by a tarantula. The Bicoastal Biatches, a morning show on the East Coast, broadcasts live from a different location on the West Coast every day for a week, with the hosts interviewing people about their hometowns and lifestyles. The horny widow, Jesse Schaefer, a local radio station in Wisconsin, held a contest where the winner would receive a date with a widow who is known for being promiscuous. (laughs) Sending a live chicken to a local news station. Dressing up like a giant bumblebee and handing out flowers. Pulling an all-nighter broadcasting from the top of a building. Hiring a marching band to play outside the station. And giving away free cookies shaped like microphones. I'm utterly perplexed by this <laughs> whole 
fucking endeavor. I'm, we've interviewed people in your past. I'm pretty sure this is what happened. Yeah, what? this is what happens. What? I followed a very... <laughs> you said you put this into the AI. What? What? Yes. How does that work? What do you just type in? Farts, uh, Ralph, Elton John, <laughs> and it comes up with this. Is that what it comes this up with? This is the trick is what you do is you kind of treat AI like an overeager child that wants to tell you a story and you go, uh-huh. Oh, and then what happened? Oh, and then somebody was there. Well, who was it there, AI? You tell me what that person said now. Right, and you just okay. kind of like, you know, you, you just sort of an interested party. Right. So you, you feign interest. That's what I do with Daisy when she tells me about some fucking ridiculous thing that happened at school. Well, yeah. is that the key to parenting? Yes. Well, I, and I tend to. Well, I, I also do go, "Hey, cool story." Um, and then, <laughs> cool story, bro. She gets pissed hey, off. <laughs> My dad bullies me when I tell him things. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have enough of my dad's attention share. She needs to want... work harder gotta... at her stories. That's the yeah. Point. She got to workshop those. Punch them up a yeah. little bit. Get her in front of Toastmasters. Yeah. <laughs> little kid Toastmasters. Hey, you have you done Toast? Up, have, you have you done Toastmasters? I have Ooh. not. I've I've had some friends that have done it though. It's really good um, for it? people that are very uh, nervous and. Um, Sort of have that fright about speaking publicly. It's a great way to do, get into. It's a that. great way to. Get, it's a great way to feel more intimidated because someone who doesn't know really anything about public speaking has a checklist, and then yeah. basically goes, "You said um fourteen times, right?" And it makes yeah. you even even more paranoid about saying um, and that's all you focus on. Oh, just <laughs> not, wait. Yeah, not that I, I have did... an attitude about Toastmasters or not, but I think it's <laughs> fucking dreadful. <laughs> I've I've had a couple people that have liked. I haven't done it myself. Um, I do that enough. Just list re listening back to this show. Um, I'm like, ooh, suck. all the ums, all the uhs. Yeah. So try not to do that very often. Oh, so the very end of the uh, the very end of the script, I think, kind of puts a little. Oh, it's me, on. is it? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. If we could just kind of yes. Uh, well, I have a fantastic suggestion. Listen to the radio. The radio has much to free air time. Mister, I suggest that what the fuck? I suggest that all of the personalities put in an appearance at the Ralph Report Christmas party. You see, in addition to being a great show, it will be a tremendous promotion uh, for your uh, for our hideous commercials. Now, fuck off! Yay. Excellent. Elton John. Elton John storms out of the radio Jorn. station. Jorn, Elton John. Elton John storms out of the radio station. Steve follows his friend out with a smile. Elton gets down on all fours. Steve realizes that this show is working. I feel like I've just fucking and had a, 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 an you take acid trip. Acid. Yeah, you take a little acid. Genuinely. <laughs> Thank you for playing in our sandbox. I yes. genuinely feel like I need someone to be stroking my hand, telling me it's okay. It's going to be fine. It's all going to be Take a okay. Xanax, lie down. It'll yeah, pass. we don't yeah. have that kind of stuff over here. Oh, you don't? Um... No. What no, the, the strongest fuck? strongest stuff you can get here is like uh, ibuprofen. So I might take a bunch of ibuprofen and see if that helps. Mm, Are they so worried relaxing. about addiction over there? What the hell? Yeah, because yeah, it's not a problem in your country, is it? So um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> if only we had more access to yeah. strong prescription drugs and firearms. I think. Uh, yeah, I think that'll our, solve everything. Many of our, we could all genuinely feel free then. Steve, you, know? you broke your goddamn shoulder and they gave you nothing. No, exactly. Yeah, they, was... they, they, you know, they didn't. That was, I would have, that was, I would have been I in tears so day and that. night. Yeah, I, I, I really felt for you for that, man. Well, my friends, I think it is time. Wait, wait, wait. I got to ask Steve about something. Oh, ask Steve about a thing. And then we're going to go to the free skate. In our, in our live shows and, and at the cocktail parties, we all try to get information about Reggie and why Ralph hates him. Can you shed some oh, light on that? Because you seem yes. to have some experience. What is the deal with Reggie? He's, uh, uh, well. It sounds like, like you guys got along. Reggie and I get along, but then, you know, I'm a, I'm a friend to all animals. Um, <laughs> of um, course. But he is a little prick. He is like, well, he'll just, like, you know, like dogs bark. When you know the and something around Reggie will just bark for no reason whatsoever. He's very skittish and mm. very nervous, and his face is fucked up too. He's got like oh no, well he's got like 
I don't know, like one Ralph side of his one side. I don't know. I don't think so. But his one side of his mouth is kind of up. He he looks dreadful. He's not mm. a cute looking dog, right? And I and I think all even ugly dogs are cute, but he, there's no cuteness at all about him. <laughs> oh, and you no, know, he and I he likes me, and he and I play with him, and he's always very friendly to me, and doesn't bark at me and stuff like that. Um, but he's just he's just a little dickhead. <laughs> I don't know what it is. There's something. Like, does he bite you? No, but there's just something unlikable about him. Like he just wants to be left alone, kind of thing. I, it, it, yeah, it's that. Yeah, there's that, and he's just very skittish. Um, and Ralph always puts it down to. So they bought he's a pedigree, and they they bought him from some place, and he got shipped over on um, in a in a crate on a plane. And Ralph seems to think that that messed him up psychologically. Yeah. You know, so. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, but maybe like kind of inbred, you know, because he's like a pedigree. So maybe yeah. there's a bit of inbreeding gone on there. But I do think he is, what's the best way of describing it? Special. Oh, he has some special needs. He he does very much so. Buddy, I wish I I hope to meet yeah. Reggie someday. That will be that'll be. Yeah, a we're all like, why does he hate him yeah, so much? What's the deal with Reggie? Like, he, we... he is frustrating to be around. No, he is. He's like because he's very kind of skittish. Like you, you will you'll move and he'll you know bark and like freak out and look at you going, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> you'll get up and go to the bathroom. And be, ah, ah, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> like, I'm just Jesus, Reggie. Like moving, wow, man. man. Okay, well. Thank you for solving that. Mistake. Thank you for that. I we we are all so curious about those little things. So that's and then uh, if anybody else has some questions, my friends, you know what it's time for. Woo! It's time for the free skate, my friends. If you are a Patreon subscriber and you want to jump in the chat here, yeah. oh boy, here comes Horny Widow Jesse Schaefer right away. I don't know if Gigi can get in here, but oh, Steve, yes, God, she is. loves you. Oh, yes, Aww. here comes Gigi Bunny Rabbit coming to say hello. Oh, and here comes Mrs. Vegan Giant in the Mrs. Vegan Giant uh, microphone here. Um, you're right up here. I made a microphone stand for you, sweetie. Uh, oh, and Jody. Oh, we're going to all types of fun people. And Bug Bob. And oh, my Everyone gosh, we got a full Steve. room here. Steve. Everybody's Steve, here to talk Steve, to Steve, 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 how, Good morning, is everybody... Steve. Who's this? Steve doesn't know all our. I voices. don't know who everyone. Yeah, else. I, why doesn't Why doesn't everyone in the chat sort of identify themselves verbally yeah. here? This is Jody in Huntington Beach. Hello, Jody Parker. Oh, wrong no, one. No, no. That, oh, no, Jody. This oh, is good, Jody. Oh, we've got Jody. We got two Jody. No, I'm the good Jody. No, you're oh. the bad Jody. She's no, I'm the good Jody. <laughs> <laughs> This is the running thing, Steve, is that both Jodies are both yeah. good Jodies and bad Jodies. I prefer bad Jodies. <laughs> Just hang Hello. around. Hey there. Yeah. Hello. Hey there, and so uh, we've got also <laughs> Jesse, Sh horny widow Jesse Schaefer, Gigi Bunny Rabbit. Not quite so horny. Anymore. Slightly less horny widow Jesse <laughs> Schaefer oh, now. Some? Getting her needs get met, Jesse Schaefer. I have yeah. a boyfriend. Woo woo! woo! Jesse Schaefer Whoa. has a boyfriend. Well done, Jesse. Jesse, can I ask, is it um, is it Owen Edmonds? I just I sense a, there's a bit of energy between you and Owen. Mm. <laughs> Only from what I've seen on Facebook, you guys chatting. That's I'm just gonna put it out there. Oh, are you stalking her? Steve's being creepy. No, just it all comes up. It, it all comes up, and uh, yeah, I just I just noticed there's just maybe it comes a, a frisson, a, a frisson oh. of um, of a little bit of energy between you and Owen. I care to comment about that, Jesse? Or um, there's nothing there. Okay, just friends. Damn! Wow! Well, okay. Keep asking the hard hitting questions. Right. Mm. This is what you. This apparently is into the think, show for it, Apparently, Steve thinks I'm a two-timer, so you know. Oh, I see. Now, <laughs> honey, widow Jesse Schaefer with a boyfriend. Gigi, Gigi, Hello, Gigi, my hi, Gigi, my darling. Hi, I want to be Daisy's mom. You want to be Daisy's mom? <laughs> Just straight out of it. Yeah. 
I, I, do you know what? If you would, if you would, mom, does that mean I get to have Robert? Wow. She'll give away her husband. Wow, family trading going on here on the Fink Show. I'd love you to be uh, Daisy's mom um, for two reasons. One is because you're special and magnificent. And it also also would mean I didn't have to deal with the fucking bitch that I have to deal with. uh, Sorry about um, that. You have to bring Rob because Steve grabbed his dick, so we know he likes him too. Well, (laughs) and he has an extremely tight ass. The live together is a thruple. Yeah. There you go. Oh, I don't oh, know. That's, Smokey. that's Smokey's position. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stay tuned on Friday for Smokey joining my show. We'll ask him all about that. <laughs> well, there you go, Gigi. Dream yeah. about that tonight. Daisy, <laughs> Daisy right now is sitting in her fort that we built earlier on. Mm-hmm. Um, she because I'm looking after her this week. Um, it's it's spring break, I suppose you call it. Um, so she's she's uh, here, and um, and yeah, she's sitting in her fort watching some fucking idiot do something idiotic on YouTube. The minute, awesome. Yeah. I'm proud of her. Stupid is fun sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So what I bank on it. Where's uh, Lily? Lily's uh, out shopping with her friend. Today, um, she only usually contacts me when she's in need of money. Um, and then occasionally she'll say, hey, I want uh, when am I going to see you? And I go, well, whenever you want, I'll come pick you up. She goes, all right, can you pick me up uh, for between 11 and then drop me off at 1 o'clock? And I go, fucking no, I'm not picking you up and dropping you off just to be here for two hours because it's nearer to somewhere you want to go. She's 18, so, you know, she's got her own life. Oh, she's like a grown-up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, big girl. Well, of course, she's got a busy, busy social life. She has got to live up to her father's standards. <laughs> she's got what? Say that again. So, of course, she has a busy social life. She has to live up to her father's standards. Oh God, I wish I spend most <laughs> of my time. I've just been rewatching. Um, <clears throat> I've been rewatching uh, Breaking Bad the last Ooh. few days, um, and I skipped through all the bits that have uh, anything to do with Skylar and uh, Marie any of that home life stuff i've been skipping through and i've got through what was it five seasons in about a day and a half <laughs> a minerals marie yeah yeah it's called it's called working smarter not harder yeah exactly yes. but i just lost my i just lo- well i'd say lo- lose my job my my role got made made redundant which means i'm um not going to have a job in about Two months time, just under two months time. Uh, middle of middle yeah. of August or beginning of August. I'm um, I'm not going to be working, so I'm going to be working for myself. So what I really should be doing, what I really should be doing, is putting myself out there, making con- contacts, doing marketing, trying to set up appointments and stuff like that. But what I've been doing is watching Breaking Bad and skipping past the bits with <laughs> Skylar and Marie. Um, so yeah. And now you're sitting here bullshitting with us. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're off today, I guess. Uh, yeah, any, any consideration in becoming a rent boy? A rent boy? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I'd need to put in... That'd be a, I'd have to do a lot of volume. Not with his shoulder. <laughs> I'd have to put a lot of volume in. Um, well, he's not going to need a shoulder if you know what I mean. Hey! <laughs> yeah. All right, we found your new career, Steve. There you go, Steve. <laughs> Easy and done. Chelsea fan. He's no longer a Liverpool fan. He's now a Chelsea fan. Oh, no. What's a red boy? No, rent boy. Rent. rent boy. A male prostitute. Oh, oh rent. Yes. Oh, okay. yes. Sorry, I, I marching being hearing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I I wanted to ask Steve with the with the kiddos have they have either of the kids uh, said the uh, the the famous phrase I've learned it from watching you yet? <laughs> I learned it from watching you. I don't just know if from, they had that ad you know, over just there. Just being social or. Oh, that's that is true. That's a uniquely American commercial. Um, is, yeah. No, they haven't said that. But um, okay. but I think I'd like to think that. To, um, I mean, I'll keep my voice down a little bit. But the but the little one still has a quite. A, uh, it does have a lot of her mother's, um, some of her mother's at least tendencies. Mm-hmm. But she's a bright kid, and she's coming around to being um, a bit more normal. And a bit less of a sociopathic narcissist like her mother, um, 
And um, Lily is, now both of them are performers though. So da Daisy uh, wants to work in musical theatre, which I thoroughly back and will support. And I and Lily's a, a, is a, an excellent actor, um, but she doesn't want to sort of pursue that. But she is a very good naturalistic actor. She did a show a couple of week, a couple of about about six eight weeks ago, um, and they did basically at her school for her um, A level. They did a selection of songs from musicals, and honestly, and I'm obviously going to be biased, but she really stood out. And what I appreciated was um, is watching her. Like the the other kids, like weren't doing anything, but she always found a bit of, as we call, business to do, um, even if she's right. in the background. She she was always on and always sort of in character and everything else. She was really naturally very very good. Now I'd like to for her to um, pursue that, but I don't think she's going to. Oh. Well, well maybe it, a roundabout like way, kind of potentially, you know, either through yeah. improv or stand up or something like that. That might be a, a, sort of the gateway drug. Maybe she she's a she's she is a little bit shy. So um, uh, and I've always tried to try to encourage her to do more performing because that will help her get over that at least bullshit her way through things a bit more. Especially um, improv. I know I go on and on about it, but that really broke my brain yeah. off of the uh, I'm scared of going up there and making a fool of myself. That just like completely shut off after that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no. I make a fool of myself every damn day. What, Jesse? What do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, my loves. Listen, we are at time. Let's head on out of here and uh... everyone say thanks, Steve. Thank, thank you. you, Steve. Thank oh, thank you. you. Thank you. Steve, please. Thank you. Everyone, everyone Love subscribe you. to Steve's Patreon. Yes. Like Camera Ashton. Yes. Like Camera Ashton. Lights Camera Ashton. And give more amazing. than the suggested amount. You can yes. add more to each. We want to support yes. Garvey member yeah. number one, yes. Steve Ashton. Yes, 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 Absolutely. And the stuff that he puts on there is so fucking funny. So fucking funny. So brace yourself. Carve out some time so you can really pay attention to it. It is totally worth it. Uh, in the meantime, my friends, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I'm here on Podbean. You can follow me on Patreon slash uh, Fink Show. Uh, we will see y'all tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.